When I wrote this particular post about a week ago, I didn't suspect that um, it would get the response that it did from my email subscribers. I received so many emails um, that actually related how this particular blog post that I'm going to record on on video and send you the audio as well if you want if you're listening to the podcast. I just did not expect the response. And the, the, the post is titled, I curse the day I was born. Now, I, I don't curse the day I'm, I personally was born. Um, but I have been in situations and times when I, yeah, it was tough going. And so it really resonated with a lot of people who are on my email list when I sent it out last Thursday morning. And, um, it's a story from Job, and it's a story. Job's story is so confusing. It's a mystery story. It's full of yeah questions. And this is an ongoing series that I've been doing on Job. I, I dip into Job every now and again, and then I I do a bit, and then I go and do something else. So I'm dipping back into Job. And so this this one is about when. After he's sat in silence uh, with his three friends, three friends as such, we'll come to them later on. But um, let's get into what I wrote last week. And I start started this way. You know, we can get angry to the point we 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 want to just curse the day we were born. But being held in our anger allows us to go through it and not around the pain. And I recall a time that I was with a conversation with somebody and it was like, it's about time they got angry. And and as their words vomited at me, through me and around me, I, I thank God. <laughs> it seems strange. But finally they were letting some of their real self be seen. No more holding back the emotions for appearance sake. Uh, now it was raw, unfettered and verbally violent. It wasn't just the irritation of the current such painful situation. It was uh, the culmination of stuffing down resentments of a lifetime. There was anger at me, uh, anger at God, and anger at everyone in between. And I encouraged the outflow. <laughs> they needed to express themselves and get it out. Afterward, they, they would be tired. Be perhaps ashamed that they've been so angry, um, that they've been seen, uh, and their anger had been seen. But they needed to know that it was safe and that even God, full of love, grace, and mercy, uh, can be angry like this, <laughs> yet not lose the mark of love for us. Sometimes I'm angry like this. You wouldn't think so, but sometimes I want to throw rocks, punch the wall and smash things. And it's okay. Life doesn't run the way I think it should. <laughs> so I lose it inside. I rage with a smile on the outside, but boiling on the inside. It's not good. It's not healthy when I religiously repress. What do you do with your pain of being human? What do you do with emotional pain that entombs you in a dark hole? 
Well, our biblical character of Job is a model of humanness for me. And if you come over to the website and you you come to the post, you can you can read the rest of the series that I've that I'm writing about Job. But he has pain, deep, deep pain. Uh, the pain of grief, sadness, illness, mystery. Where is God in this whole mess that's just seemingly collapsed on him? This is no prosperity gospel claptrap clap of every day is sweeter than the day before. No, this is every day feels darker than the day before. And this fragile human container called Job vomits out in anger. And you've got to listen to this in anger. Hear his anger. All right, so let's read what it says. Uh, then Job broke the silence. He spoke up and cursed his fate. Obliterate the day I was born. Blank out the night I was conceived. Let it be a black hole in space. He really rips in. May God above forget it ever happened. Erase it from the books. May the day of my birth be buried in deep darkness, shrouded by fog, swallowed by the night. And the night of my conception, the devil take it. Rip the date off the calendar. Delete it from the almanac. Oh, turn that night into pure nothingness. No sounds of pleasure. From that night, ever, may those who are good at cursing, curse that day. Unleash the sea beast, Leviathan on it. May its morning stars turn to black cinders, waiting for a daylight that never comes, never once seen the first light of dawn. And why? Because it released me from my mother's womb into a life with so much trouble. Job is letting rip. (laughs) And I and I spoke it loud and kind of a little bit angry because I wanted you to hear um, his anger, his, his violence in his voice. But I like how the passage starts with the declaration of Job breaking the silence. For the previous seven days, he had been sitting Shiva, which is this time where you just sit silent with your friends and you say nothing and you grieve. You throw dust in the air and you rip your clothes. So they had done that. They had done the cultural protocol. It was now time to move on, supposedly. But there were so many unanswered questions. Still, darkness without light. He had no light about why it had happened, what had, what had gone on. No light. So Job explodes out of the blocks of the seven-day shiva. Look, we, we don't know if his friends were spectators when the firing gun went off. We do know they got involved later on with his despair. And most of the book of Job describes their uncomfortableness with the mystery of what was happening to Job. They break the silence too, whereas they could have just shut up and kept silent and let God and Job wrestle it out. Uh, I think Job wanted a time machine. You know, and don't we all at times, we we want to go back to a previous moment and alter, adjust, fix, change and tinker with the decisions made by ourselves and others. Essentially, I think Job is saying this. You've made a big mistake, God. Can you please rewind the clock? Go back and eliminate that day when I was born. Perhaps even further back to when I was conceived. The love from which I was born was an error. They got it wrong. You got it wrong. You were an error 
when knitting me together my mother's womb. I'm not wonderfully and fearfully made. I'm wonderfully and fearfully flawed. <laughs> That's Barry Pearman's version of what I think Job is spilling out. It's pain. Deep, raw, emotional pain spilling out through his lips. It's also beautiful. Poetic imagery, not to be read with logical, theoretical interpretations, but with compassionate solidarity of shared humanity. I don't want the pain of the now, so uncreate the journey that brought me here. Being human can be hard, but bottling it up can make our humanness intolerable. How do we curse the day now that we are born safely? I often want to say these words to others and perhaps hear the exact words echo back. I won't think less of you if you let the verbal vomit flow. There is compassion for your humanness because at last I've found a fellow brother or sister to share the bread of a broken world. You have found a safe place for the pain and anger to flow. Non-judgmental people are hard to find. People who will not be like Joe's friends, but ones who will be able to hold the rawness and allow it to take shape, whatever shape it might it meant, it's meant to be. Instead, they want to defend God, their beliefs or their religious upbringing. Pain holders don't faz. And what is faz? It's fix, advise, save or set straight. Pain holders don't fix, advise, save or set straight. They hold it and they hold you. They know compassion because they are as lost to knowing what to do as you are. <laughs> you are held in the mystery because they have walked in dark valleys too. Yes, look, I would, I would encourage you to do some physical things when you're angry. You know, journal out the words you want to speak. Vomit the verbs onto the page. Paint and draw your emotions. Get it out. Smash glass. <laughs> There's a link in the, on the blog post to this YouTube um, clip of this smash therapy where people can go into this, this room and smash objects just to get anger out. It looks quite good. Um, hit golf balls at the driving range. This is something that I used to do when I was really angry with just stop and just go and get a whole lot of golf balls and hit the snot out of them <laughs> and let it go. It was good. Maybe punch a punching bag. I, I remember working at a place with in mental health and they had a punching bag and they said, if you want to punch something, punch the punching bag, get it out of you. But look, I, I pray that you'll find at least one person that you can hold or that, that can hold you physically and emotionally because tears may well flow on the other side of rage. You need to know that you're still contained within God's love, mercy and grace, even though you may rage at the seemingly injustice of life you're experiencing. This is Job's story, human story. In the final chapters of this book, we find coming out to the other side of this mystery. Look, being with someone is highly dangerous. It might just change you. 
in our broken world life, we can get angry to the point where we want to curse the day we were born. But being held in our anger allows us to go through and not around our pain. Here's some quotes for you to think about. <laughs> this is quite a long poem. Have you anything to say in your defence? Well, on the day I was born, God was sick. They all know that I'm alive, that I'm, that I'm um, vicious, and, that, and they don't know the December that follows from that January. Well, on that day, on the day I was born, God was sick. There is an empty place in my metaphysical shape that no one can reach, a cloister of silence that spoke with the fire of its voice muffled. On the day I was born, God was sick. Brother, listen to me, listen. All right, don't worry, I won't leave without taking my Decembers along, without leaving my Januarys behind. Well, on the day I was born, God was sick. They all know that I'm alive, that I chew my food, and they don't know why harsh winds whistle in my palms, the narrow uneasiness of a coffin, winds untangled from the sphinx, who holds the desert for routine questioning. Yes, they all know, well, they don't know, that the light gets skinny and the darkness gets bloated. And they don't know that the mystery joins things together, that here's the hunchback, musical and sad, who stands a little way off and foretells the dazzling progression from the limits to the limits. On the day I was born, God was sick, gravely. Cesar Vallagio from 1892, he was born, he was born in 1892 and lived till 1938. So, hmm, good, interesting poem, but a lot of depth there. Here's some of the quotes. It's obvious Job is not an Anglo-Saxon. He's not afraid to feel his feelings. He acts and speaks them out. So Job may have all kinds of ulcers on the outside, but he's not likely to get them on the inside, as we tend to do. Emotions ought to be allowed to run their course. Emotions are not right or wrong. They have no moral meaning. One does not go to confession to confess having emotions. No matter how negative they are, they are merely indicators of what is happening. People who do not feel deeply finally do not know deeply either. That's so good. It's Richard Raw. Job curses the day of his birth. He does not curse God, but he does complain about God. He experiences his suffering as an abandonment by God. Gustavo Gutierrez. The fact is, there is a point at which any man simply throws in the towel. He does not abandon his faith, necessarily. He just gets thoroughly sick and tired of trying to put a good face on things, when the things he is facing do not have anything good about them at all. This is not sin. It is just plain honesty. It is calling a spade a spade. Mike Mason. And I love this quote. This is a brilliant quote. An embrace involves a always a double movement of opening and closing. I open my arms to create space in myself for the other. The open arms are a sign of discontent at being myself only and of a desire to include the other. They are an invitation to the others to come in and feel at home with me, to belong to me. In embrace, I also close my arms around the others, not tightly so as to crush and assimilate them forcibly into myself, 
for that would not be an embrace, but a concealed power act of exclusion. But gently, so as to tell him that I do not want to be without them in their otherness. I want them in their openness. I want them to remain independent and true to their genuine selves, to maintain their identity, and as such become part of me, so that they can enrich me with what they have and I do not. There's a lot in that quote, okay? That's from Miroslav Volf. Um, and it's probably best if you just come over and read it again and again, because boy, it's powerful. Okay, final quote. Final bit of Richard Raw. He's saying, this is Job, uncreate that day. Make it not a day of light, but darkness. Let clouds hang over it, eclipse sweep down on it. Where God in Genesis says, let there be light. Job now says, let there be darkness. The day of uncreation, of anti-creation. You probably have to have experienced true depression or betrayal to understand such a feeling. Richard Raw. Three questions. What do you do with your anger? Two. For you, what are the qualities of a safe person? Number three. Who knows you the most? As I said at the start, I got a lot of response to this blog post. Perhaps you might like to email me or contact me. Email me at barry at turningthepage.co.nz And if you want to um, learn more, yeah, come over and read it on the blog post on the website. And if you um, if you want to become a subscriber to my email list, there's, just come over to the website and you'll see lots of little places where you can fill in the details. Just a thank you to those people who regularly give a little bit of money um, if you're not one of them, minimum is one US dollar a month. And that truly, truly helps me to keep this happening and keep reaching thousands of people with um, some hope. And if you'd like to be part of that, come over to turningthepage.co.nz forward slash gift. Okay, or give, actually. Okay, until next week. Um, I hope this has been of help. Okay, bye.